When you hear the word psychic, what do you think of? I'll bet you think of a woman with a handkerchief around her head, big gold hoop earrings, in front of a crystal ball telling people their future. Well, I'm here to prove you wrong. Hello, and welcome to Those Late Night Visitors. I'm your host, Stephanie Marie, a psychic medium and spiritual business mentor. Having been a medium since I was a child, I am wildly passionate about mediumship, spirituality, intuition, the paranormal, and everything in between. This podcast is going to blow your mind with all things psychic and witchy. And if you're not a believer yet, I promise you that will change. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get to it. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Those Late Night Visitors. As it said in my intro, my name is Stephanie Marie. I am a psychic, medium, and spiritual business mentor, and I am so excited to have you here on this new journey of having a podcast. I can't even tell you. But I really wanted to dive into this whole idea of psychic and really take the taboo out of it. Like really take the taboo out of it. Because here's the thing, at least when I was growing up in the 80s and 90s, yes, I'm dating myself (laughs) saying that, but you know, the word psychic was very much taboo. It was not a common word. It was, oh my goodness, those women told futures, right? And you think of people reading palms and maybe even tarot cards, Whenever I hear that word, I still think of like a woman in like a purple handkerchief and a matching dress with a crystal ball in front of her at like a fair in like a tent. When in actuality, psychics are all around us and everybody has intuitive abilities on this planet. Everybody does. Whether you think you do or don't, you do. Some of us do just have stronger gifts than others. I got to admit, my gifts are pretty strong and I am truly blessed to be able to do the work I do and to be able to connect with those that have passed. And the deeper I go into all of this, the more magical it becomes to me. Since this is the first episode, let me give you a little bit about me, where I grew up, how I knew I even had this ability, because that's a big question I get all of the time was like, how do you know? How did you know that you could do this, right? I am from New York, born and raised right outside New York City. My parents are both super spiritual. My mom actually used to give psychic readings when I was a kid. My father is a natural healer to the point that he can literally put his, you know, put his hand on somebody's shoulder and make them feel better physically. At the same time, while all of this was going on, I was also raised Roman Catholic. I was brought up in the church, have all of my sacraments. These two worlds were never really separated. They survived at the same time. I learned about both simultaneously, which I think can be pretty magical. But... Anywho, how did I know I had these gifts? Let's go back to that. 
because again, like I mentioned already, that's a question I get all of the time. When I was younger, I was little. I wanna say we moved into my house in 1987 and I was three. I wanna say probably by the time I was like five or six, I would see this lady in my parents' living room pacing back and forth across the hall, across the floor. I would see her only at night when I was kind of awake, kind of asleep, going to the bathroom. And she would wear this white nightgown and had a white bonnet on her head. And she literally was just pacing back and forth through the living room. She never would say anything to me. Occasionally she would wave or look at me. But that was really it. I don't know. It was just something that was part of my life. I've been told other stories by family members that I healed them when I was well, six, seven years old. I literally would put my hands on them and they would feel better. But this was just part of my life. I didn't realize that not everybody could do this. I just figured it was something everybody could do. Fast forward to when I'm a teenager and you know, scary movies are a thing. We're watching The Poltergeist, The Omen, The Shining, all of these scary movies that we used to watch when we were younger. And we got really into Ouija boards, thanks to the movie Now and Then, if you guys remember that one. We used to mess around. My 13th birthday, we had a big sleepover and my mom gave all of my friends readings. We messed around with the Ouija board, but we were 13 years old. Like, what did we know? Around the same time, probably a little earlier, I started getting into crystals and tarot cards. And I'm chalking that up to my dance studio and performance studio. I'll get way more into that experience on another episode, but I started teaching myself the tarot. And I still have that tarot deck to this day, and I still use it every day. As I got older into my teenage years, I kind of separated from this part of me because it was weird. I was a weirdo and I never really completely fit in and looking back now it totally makes sense as to why but I never really fit in and I never understood why however that part of me wanted to be included wanted to be accepted wanted to be involved I left this ability to talk to spirits to see ghosts to heal to read tarot cards and all of the things, I kind of pushed that to the side. I went through high school, I went through college, and I would dabble here and there with the tarot. And I used to always get these clear messages that would come through to me. I knew things that were gonna happen before they happened. I would dream it, I would experience what we call deja vu on a regular basis. But again, I never really dove into it. It just was part of me. When I came home from college, there was a man that would come sit on the edge of my bed. And again, I didn't think anything of this. And he would just hang out. It felt like he was protecting me when he was there. I had my boyfriends, I had my friends, I did all of the things. And it wasn't until I moved out completely on my own in my late 20s that I really started to dive into this a little more. But even then, it was just furthering my study of the tarot. 
So fast forward a few years, I'm in another relationship. I end that relationship. I start getting tarot readings by a local astrologer and intuitive. And she opens my eyes to the world of astrology. I start learning more and more about astrology, but again, nothing really developing. I enter a new relationship and move out of my apartment. We move in together. I was in the point where I thought this was it. This was the man I was gonna marry. Lo and behold, the universe had other plans. It took a traumatic experience such as that to really bring me into my spiritual awakening. And from learning so much over the past few years, since I had this spiritual awakening, a lot of people go through trauma or experience something similar to this that brings them into their spiritual journey a little deeper. So for me, mine was in 2016. And I really started to dive into all things spiritual because I was at the bottom. I didn't know where to turn. I didn't know what to do. I didn't understand why any of this was happening, you know, and I wanted to stop playing the why me. I wanted to stop playing the, oh, everything bad happens to me game. Because in actuality, that wasn't the case. I surrounded myself by probably not the best people and ended up getting hurt because of it. But at the end of the day is truly a blessing because it sent me into this chapter of my life that I'm currently in. I started reading a lot of books, started opening my eyes to all different spirituality, astrology, all kinds of stuff on social media. I would read blog posts, I would study, I definitely deepened my tarot knowledge even more. And through all of this, I ended up meeting another man and starting another relationship. I bought a condo, I switched jobs, I was back in school for a master's degree. A lot of my life was shifting in a positive direction. It felt good. I was supposed to graduate May of 2020 with my third master's degree and the world shuts down. <laughs> However, because I knew I was finishing up this degree, I was starting a business in nutrition and I really wanted to help people be healthy and lose weight and do all of the things. Once the world shut down, everybody was forced to do everything online as all of us know. So I started following local people on my Instagram and I came across this one entrepreneur who was a big part of my journey. She was hosting a masterclass on how to make money in an online business. So I signed up. $55 later, I sat and listened to this woman just light a fire under my ass and I bought into her program, which was definitely what I needed all about the basics of social media, how to build a business online, and all of the basic masculine strategies of an online business. The program went, it was amazing, I learned so much. I bought into her next program, and 
through her program, I met a bunch of spiritual entrepreneurs. As much as I was reading and learning, I didn't consider myself spiritual. I knew I had these gifts. I knew I could see dead people. I knew I would dream things and they would literally come to fruition the next day. I still just didn't trust it because I was going to be a nutrition coach. That's what I was going to be. I book a session with another entrepreneur to teach me how to really deepen my gifts and how to use them and how to really use them to my advantage and, you know, all the things. I work with her and she teaches me how and she basically helped me reopen myself to my mediumship and my intuitive abilities. She taught me how to protect myself and keep it so that only those for the higher good are coming in. Because believe it or not, this mediumship world is wild. I get visited all day, every day, if I allow myself to. There's times that I don't really want it. So it's learning to turn it on and off, but I digress. I learned that these are my gifts and I noticed my business is starting to shift. I noticed my business is more about spirituality. I start working with another coach. She helps me shift my business to spirituality. May of 2021, I am a spiritual coach. I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> I go to a retreat last summer in 2021 and my whole world is blown in the best of ways. I died a few times while I was there and I don't mean physically. I mean on a spiritual level. I literally watched pieces of me float up into the ethers. I learned a lot more about my purpose here, why I'm meant to do the work that I'm currently doing. I learned that I am a natural healer and how to use that to my advantage. Over the past year, I've really embraced it. I've been working with a one-to-one -one mentor pretty much since I left the retreat. It's amazing the conversations that we have and the expansion that my gifts have had. And the thing for me is that all of these gifts come pretty naturally, which I'm very lucky. It's not always the case. But with a 12th house Pisces stellium for my astrology nerds out there and three transits in Scorpio, it's kind of inevitable that here I am. Here to debunk what a psychic or a medium or an oracle or a light worker looks like. I am an everyday person. Yeah, I might wear some weird stuff every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, I might journal and have my tarot cards in a spread every morning. But I'm a normal person. I get up, I go to the gym, I work a nine to five. I run my business from a spiritually led place and I live my life in an intuitively led way meaning I let my intuition guide me if it's not a full body yes it's a no and that's okay I've learned how to set boundaries I've grown and I'm still growing there is not a day that goes by that I am not bettering myself or learning or doing something for that. With that being said, what can you expect on this podcast? 
Well, we're gonna talk some ghost stories. I'm gonna share some tips on how to protect your energy. We're gonna talk grounding, clairs, how to strengthen your gifts, and all kinds of stuff in between. Maybe even some spell work, we'll see. But the real meaning behind this podcast for me is to really normalize mediumship and the fact that humans do have the ability to communicate with the other side. We do have the ability to see ghosts, to talk to them, and I don't even like to call them ghosts, to communicate with spirit, to communicate with those that have passed, and to really trust that because our dimensions are parallel to each other. If we really want to get into it, time is just a construct. It's really to just normalize this, that people can do this. It's a real thing. I'm going to leave you with one story before I go. Because this story is what got my current partner to become a believer. Even if he didn't fully believe, or still doesn't fully believe. When I was developing with the entrepreneur that I mentioned earlier, he had come through to me. And it was somebody that I didn't know. I felt like it was my friend's brother that had passed, who I had never met. I felt like it was him. It's like I knew it was him. I asked him, how can I help you? What can I do for you? He kept showing me a bluebird. I'm like, okay, that's a little weird, but okay, bluebird. His brother and sister-in-law were expecting at the time and they were finding out the sex of the baby that week. I was figuring, well, maybe he's just telling me that they're having a boy. They get the test results back. It's a girl. I was very perplexed, but I channeled him again and I asked him, what were you trying to tell me? He said, no, it's me. I'm the bluebirds. It's funny because a couple days earlier, I looked out my window and on our hedges right outside of our bedroom, there were literally, and this is no exaggeration, there were anywhere from 10 to 20 bluebirds on the hedges. There was a ton of them. I was like, oh, okay. I take that for what it is and knowing that my partner didn't really believe in this stuff, I just kept that story to myself for the time being. He and I end up going out to dinner about a month or two later. After a margarita, it just kind of comes out and I tell him all of this. I don't know if he took me serious or if he just chalked it up to me having tequila in my system, but at least he knew. The next morning he goes to the bagel store like he always does for bacon, egg and cheese on a bagel. The bagel store is in a huge parking lot. There are no trees. It is a big shopping center. He parks his car. He goes into the bagel shop. He comes out and there is a blue jay literally sitting at his truck on the ground. I made a believer out of him. If I can make a believer out of him, I can make a believer out of you. Thank you for tuning in to the first episode of Those Late Night Visitors. I promise you more ghost stories and witchy spiritual stuff to come. Thank you so much for being here. 
If you would like to stay connected, definitely check out my Instagram, which is in the show or my handle, which is Stephanie Marie underscore two, two, two. I would love to stay connected. Let me know what you thought of the show. I am so excited for this new platform and this new opportunity and make today magical. Sending you lots and love and light.